Welcome to your daily cup of true crime in 15 minutes or less from Hot Crime Cold Coffee. Listener discretion advised due to sensitive material and some violence. These daily episodes are brought to you Monday through Friday in addition to our regular weekly episodes that you can find on Wednesdays and Fridays. Today is Wednesday, November 16th, and yesterday's true crime trivia question was, what is the name of the National Forest serial killer? And the answer to that question is Gary Hilton. Gary Hilton, born on November 22nd, 1946, is an American serial killer. He is responsible for at least four homicides, maybe more, between 2007 and 2008. And the murders all occurred in national forests. His crimes span three states. Florida, Georgia, and North Carolina, and for his murders, he was sentenced to life imprisonment in Georgia and North Carolina, and was sentenced to death in Florida. He's currently on death row in Florida. On October 21st, 2007, he murdered John and Irene Bryant in Pisgah National Forest. Irene's body was found on November 10th on the Barnett Branch Trail, and her husband's body was accidentally found by a hunter in Nantahala National Forest just off of one of the forest service roads known as the Switchbacks. On December 3rd, 2007, he murdered Cheryl Dunlap, and her body was found in the Apalachicola National Forest accidentally by a hunter. Then on New Year's Day of 2008, Hilton murdered Meredith Hope Emerson somewhere in Vogel State Park. They caught Gary Hilton because someone was able to ID him. He was known as a local drifter and someone had seen him hiking with Meredith. When law enforcement went to pick him up, he was actually cleaning out his van and getting rid of evidence. Even though he has four known victims, law enforcement believes that there are more. And he has been named a suspect in the murders of Judy Smith, Jason Knapp, Rosanna Miliani, and Michael Scott Lewis. Because of Hulu's documentary series Wild Crime, which just recently released season two, there's way more interest in crimes that have happened in national forests and national parks. Today's true crime trivia question is, 
which serial killer was in the witness protection program when he committed his crimes? And I'll have that answer for you tomorrow. There is no true crime history today. And our regular episode is going to be late. It's going to drop on Friday or Saturday. I messaged Angie yesterday when we were supposed to record. And her response was, that she sounded like she'd been living on the cheapest vodka that you can buy and smoking two cartons of Pall Malls a day. And then when I actually talked to her, yeah, she sounded pretty bad. And then today she couldn't even answer my phone call. She was so sick. I do have an update for you today in the Velo Daybell case. So last week on Wednesday, November 9th, Lori had a competency hearing. And of course it was sealed because of her mental health. And today Judge Boyce released his decision that she was still competent and that her trial is no longer on pause. What happened in May of 2021 and also just last month, is that Lori was deemed incompetent. In May of 2021, she was committed to the Department of Health and Human Services in Idaho, which is basically they committed her to the state hospital until she could get the help that she needed so that she could be deemed competent. We've talked about competency in Idaho and what it means multiple times, but essentially in Idaho, they do not have an insanity defense. Instead, if someone is having mental health issues, they can be determined incompetent and it means that they are unable to participate in their defense or understand their charges because of their mental health issues. So what happens is that they try to bring that person to competency. It could be because of medical issues. It could be because of mental health issues. They reevaluate it every, it's, I think every 90 days. And then if they're unable to be competent, then they continue to evaluate it until that person is deemed competent. It's not like they get away with it because of mental health issues. It's even if it takes them 20 years to bring that person to competency, they'll face their charges in 30 years because as long as they're deemed incompetent, their case is on hold. So Lori was committed in May of 2021, 10 months she was with the Idaho's Department of Health and Human Services. And then her trial continued. A couple weeks ago, her lawyer said that her competency was being questioned again. Her case was put on pause. She did some evaluations and Judge Boy said she is competent. But because her competency was questioned again, the January 2023 trial was vacated. 
for her and then for for Chad, it was also vacated. We're still waiting on an answer regarding the severance and hopefully we'll have an answer by the end of this week. What does that mean for the case? It means that they can determine a new trial date and we don't know yet if it's going to be one trial or two. I'm still pushing the idea of one trial, two juries. I think that solves all the problems. So we'll see how it goes from there. It's been a while since I've given you an update in the George Wagner trial. He is one of four people accused of murdering the Rodin family in 2016. There were eight victims total, all from the same family. And George Wagner IV, his father, George Wagner III, his brother, Jake Wagner, and his mother, Angela Wagner, were all indicted for those eight murders. Jake and Angela pled guilty in exchange for them not facing the death penalty. So they pled guilty. George Wagner pleaded innocent and he stated that he has had nothing to do with the murders. And he even was on the witness stand today in his own defense, which that doesn't happen very often. If he is determined guilty, he will be facing the death penalty. This has been an extremely long trial, but there was a lot of evidence and a lot of witnesses. His mother's already been sentenced because she pled guilty. Uh, She got 30 years. His brother, Jake, who also pled guilty, got life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. And both Angela and Jake testified against George. Hopefully, because he was on the witness stand, that means that this trial will be over soon. I'm thinking it'll be the end of this week, beginning of next, because I can't imagine there being much more evidence or witnesses that need to testify. After George's trial ends, his father still has to go to trial, and I'm not sure when that will be. So there will be one more trial in this case. That's it for today's mini daily episode. You can follow us online at Hot Crime Cold Coffee and we'd love if you would share, rate, subscribe, or comment on our podcast. It helps us be able to do what we do. See you tomorrow.